1: Is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Max's Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome everybody, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are live. It is 11 a.m. Pacific and round one of the 250 Supercross E-Series. Kicking off this weekend in Minneapolis, round 7 of the 450 Supercross Series in Minneapolis. And holy Jesus, it's going to be cold, man. Wow. Uh, May have to bring my toque or my bella clava. You can Google that if you want. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Fly racing. Love those guys. Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, Zach Osborne, Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, all of the guys past and present wearing fly racing out there. And the Formula Helmet is simply amazing. It's a great helmet. It's quiet. It's lightweight. It's safe. And uh, it's got, it looks good, too. They've got some different shells available now. They're back in stock as well. So go to motorsport.com and, and order up a Fly Racing formula. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you are. Just email Marks and, uh, and vent about it. But I promise you, you won't be disappointed with the Fly Racing formula. Flyracing.com for more information on that and uh I'm Steve Mathis. We're going to have Weege and JT on the show. It's also presented by FMF Vision, official goggles of one Dean Wilson to name a few. Also Kyle Peters, Arena Cross Champ again. He wears FMF goggles. So FMF Vision uh, was born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, the guys at FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power and speed. And they now offer a full range of performance goggles, goggle accessories, sunglasses, and more. Welcome to the Power of Sight. Give them a follow on Instagram, at FMF Vision. Because we said we'd give away a pair of goggles every time Kay Clayson made the main event. He's also an FMF Vision rider. We're doing it again. Yeah, we're giving away a pair of FMF goggles to a caller today. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Please give us a call. If you've got something on your mind about Soupy mxgp kickoff too this weekend so uh big things going on over there in matterley and uh, we'll talk about that too a little bit with jt thank you to the folks at pro taper they have that new acf bar randy valade was in studio a few weeks ago promoting this thing jmart's running it right now it's the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar for motocross it's got a carbon core system that uses lightweight and exceptionally strong unidirectional carbon fiber cores to reinforce the aluminum tubing and safely reduce the wall thickness in key areas, so it's super light. Uh, it's got more room for controls, about 40 millimeters more, and uh, it's got a new bar pad, of course. The ACF bar is the latest and greatest from the folks at ProTaper when it comes to uh, uh, innovations and cool-looking stuff. ProTaper's got that covered. Star Racing Yamaha, Rockstar Energy, Escovara, to name a few. We'll tell you more about GET and Maxis and Plum Creek funding uh, later on as we get going. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, taking your cold, holding things down over there. V. The- Tits Ledger, Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. Great work uh, last week. Let's, uh, let's try to make it even better this week. Okay. All right, thanks. Yep. Uh, Minneapolis this weekend, again, it's a day race. I want to talk to Weej and JT about that. Qualifying starts at 8.30 Central. 8.30 a.m. Central. What the hell is up with that? Uh, that feels like earlier than a normal day race. I have no stats to back me up on this. I have no figures. But don't – doesn't like a normal day race, like we walk the track around 9 and then qualifying is like around 10 a.m.? And then we go to the night show a little earlier. This one seems early, and I don't know if it is or not, um, but I'll need to look into that. But this one seems super early. So remember that for Pulp Mex Fantasy purposes. Remember that for uh, uh, watching the live stream and all, and all of that stuff. So uh, it, this one is early. Um, we're going to get Jason. Uh, or Weege comes first, I think. Yeah, we comes first. And uh, we got uh, lots to uh, talk about when it comes to uh, the Supercross this weekend. 250 East. Tiz, who do you like for 250 East? I don't know. Good talk. I, I haven't even thought. Good talk. <laughs> they're coming up. Uh,
3: we'll say J-Mart because he's the first name to Ken Ryan. No, Fortner. This is the year he does We're it. We're done. We're done. This there is
2: the you, year he does it. Fortner's can't, in. You can't say I don't know and then just throw yeah, out a couple Fortner. names. Yeah. Okay, Fortner. put
1: a lot of thought <laughs> into
4: this. As you can God. see.
2: <laughs> just legend, everybody. Give him a hand. Deep into the sport of uh, Supercross. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Marcus on one. Our lines are almost full. but What's up, Marcus? How are you? Welcome to the show.
1: Hey Steve, nice to talk to you. Um, real quick, just wanted to shout out the uh, gearheads at Motorsport. Okay, I had uh, my throttle cable ripped out of my <clears throat> carburetor on my 5 CR two fifty two stroke. Um, I made a call to them, and they had it here a couple of days later. I do have a race this weekend, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Nice. Um, the Good guy's to hear. name is Billy, so shout out, shout out, Billy really hooked me up uh gave me actually free shipping on the two day
2: wow so, look at billy uh, um no they're good love to the motorsport guys good guys man oem and aftermarket parts right um good prices good shipping um i've had a couple people email me uh with questions about motorsport and then i've directed them to the guys there and they get taken care of so yeah thanks it's uh it's awesome
1: yep yep all just right. wanted to say thank you to them so i appreciate it thanks for thanks me marcus
2: time. all right um, thanks. thanks. It's, it's, oftentimes you just hear people whining and complaining when shit goes sideways on them. So it's nice to get a compliment um, publicly as well. Usually you just hear, like I said, when things go sideways. So lots to uh, get into when it comes to Minneapolis um, and to talk about that and more. He's from RacerX Online. He's also the voice of uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. It's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege?
5: Yeah, uh, just trying to get by. This is a, a flood, a mountain of information as he starts. And we got to head out and get ready for a live show and everything else. Yeah, day, yeah, you name it.
2: Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot. So, are you ready for the live show? Are you
5: are you ready? Yes, for I'm this? ready for the live show. Well, I won't be doing any preparation. That's up for show speed. Can do all the prep. Yeah, and uh, JT and I will cruise in, low key, heart rate not up one beat, and just turn the magic on when the lights go up.
2: And uh, are you ready to see a man lose a pony?
5: I don't know if you can truly prepare yourself for that. You know, I've had almost two months to think about it, but, I mean, he's had years. Years yeah. of his entire life, his whole brand, everything he stands for. I don't know. But I do have a little experience. First of all, my sister loved all the 80s rock bands. At some point, they all had to cut their hair. Mm-hmm. And wrestling was not that far removed. A lot of the great wrestlers of the 80s and 90s with long hair had to eventually go short. So I think I, I feel like I've seen this before.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. it's going to be a fantastic uh, time. There Inbound Brewery. When
5: Ultimate Warrior died, he died with short hair. So there's oh. hope for dark side.
2: All right, good to know. Yeah. Uh, also, too, you can watch this if you if you can't be there in person. Tickets are sold out. If you want to watch this, it's on Spot Network TV. It's uh, I think it's five bucks and uh, Spot Network TV. Everybody, check it out. You'll have the complete live show. Uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti and Adam C. cirillo will be the live guests. So that's great. That'll be fun. Uh, so sign up and watch and be be good times.
5: Um, no one has heard from AC since the injury, so five bucks and watch it.
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, let's get into this thing. It's a day race, qualifying at 8.30 a.m. Oh, oh my oh, God. Trackwalk at 7. So walk at 7. I was saying this before you got on. Like, we've done the day races. This one feels extra early,
5: uh, right? Right. Um, I think it might actually be similar to what some of them were, but here's what's different, Steve. It'll probably be negative three. I'm not exaggerating. I believe that's what the temperature will be when we're all arriving at the stadium. So that makes us feel a little earlier, don't you think?
2: I don't know, man. I- I'm gonna negative have to- three. No uh, flip flops for me this weekend on the plane. None. Oh. Zero. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it- it's gonna be a cold one. Uh, day races are weird, but we're done at like seven o'clock at night. So cool. You can even have a nice dinner if you wanted to. Whatever. So.
5: Yeah, my standard is I'm usually done working 2, 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So if we move this up uh, three hours, uh, that's about 11. So that part's okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I've broken this 250 Supercross East into a couple of tiers. I need your help classifying a couple of these guys, but I think it comes down to you have the veterans, Forkner, Jamar, RJ Hampshire, and you got the kids, Pierce Brown, Jet, Voland, and I think McAdoo's still a kid in that this is only his second year of title contention, right? Last year, he took the step up. He won the races. He got the PC ride. This is year that McAdoo is a kid going, f- trying to learn from the past. Those are my tiers, the old guys and the young guys.
5: I don't know. I think there's so much going on here that it's hard to classify everyone in neat areas. I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if we can classify okay. like that. Okay. There's so many stories going on here more than usual i think and that's just not hype We did not say this before anaheim won we did not with the 250s we didn't
2: do you feel like jet and i live in vegas so we set odds here in vegas do you feel like jet Mm -hmm. is the favorite by a little bit or do you feel like i do i think jet's a slight favorite do you feel like he's in the mix uh a slight favorite or do you feel like he's as tied with jay mart and say forkner
5: no, I put him ahead of everybody okay. because I think you could argue that he was just about as good as anyone last year even. And again, he's still so young that there is a chance that he's still making this, this leap. Like, okay, he could battle with Nichols and Craig last year, right? He beat them in some races, yep. maybe him in some races. But I don't think Nichols or Craig at their age are going to make massive leaps year to year like Jet going from year two to year three. And he now has a title under his belt with Pro Motocross. So I think there's a chance that the Jet last year was good enough to win, and this Jet's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, yeah, I, I feel like he's he's ahead of the field.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I think so, right? He's going to he, – yeah, you, you hope he's going to improve. Um, Fork, this is a big series for Forkner. It's a big series.
5: Yeah. You, Forkner and J-Mart, it's interesting. You did put those together, and, you know, I think there was – Many, many years where these titles were must-wins for J-Mart, right? From talking to J-Mart earlier this week in the press conference, I feel like he's almost past that point. Like, he's just hoping to not get hurt, for starters, to like get through nine rounds, and then hopefully win the title. But I think he's done with, like, I have to win this title or my life is not complete. He's going he's to try. Meanwhile, though, Fortner, I think it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I think his whole career trajectory changes, depending on how this championship goes yeah I think
2: yeah he crashed yeah. out of twenty twenty crashed out of last year's uh twenty nineteen basically uh you know he had the title wrapped up and crashed right uh yeah. outdoors has not gone well at any point for forkner in years. it's been a long yeah. time since he was a guy outdoors, so. Yeah, one time this guy had a 450 ride in his contract ready to go, and, and it, I don't hear any of that right now. So, yeah, big big series for Forkner and J-Mart, I think. J-Mart told me on a text a little while ago, like, he's like, I got to get this thing done. I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, you know, uh, that's where he's at. But, but, again, like, I think there's a chance these guys all show up. Hampshire, J-Mart, Forkner, they all show up, and Jet is just dominant.
5: Yeah, I mean, the, the ceiling for Jet is just so darn high. Uh, so that's what makes it difficult uh, on the rest of these guys. I know they're going to try hard, mm. but we've seen in the case of, say, Forkner and McAdoo, I guess you could even say J-Mart, um, you know, they'll go for it, but we've seen the downside uh, of that, you know. And Forkner did make it to the last round of 2020. He was trying to beat Ferrandis. He actually beat Ferrandis straight up at some races. It was close. But he eventually crashed in the final round. So, I mean, we've just seen those guys go to the limit. (laughs) McAdoo where to even start. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't always go well. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think, like, if you're J-Mart, you're like, i got to come out and win the opener and make a statement. I think it's just like, can I please just not get racked uh, (laughs) and and have the entire series just go off the rails almost immediately.
2: Right. Uh, The chef is making his Supercross debut. Um, I think he's a... Third to seventh place guy? Um maybe top, you know, maybe maybe five to seventh place guy. Where do you put the chef at?
5: I think with these rookies you have to look more at, you know, what's the one or two good races he's going to have. I think generally they're all over the map. But could he on one random night to get a podium? Yes, I think he could. Yep. Uh, you look at uh, Styles Robertson or even Pierce Brown, who I'm I'm looking through all our previews of tracks Race online right now and I'm like, oh my god, Brown and Robertson. Yeah. Robertson on the yeah. podium at Daytona. Do you even remember this? You know what I mean. But that's kind of how their seasons tend to go for these younger guys. Yeah, a bunch of disaster races, some crashes, some quiet eights, and all of a sudden one night they just get third. Right, so right. I think yeah. it's more like that than him consistently being the same spot every week.
2: Yeah, Jet Reynolds, I put in that same category. I've heard mixed reviews from Jets preseason stuff, but we'll wait and see. But you know, uh, I think he's in that same yeah. goat, boat, right? I mean you're on a pro circuit team, you're on a pro circuit bike. You, you, the Podium's got to be an expectation for you.
5: It is, but I mean, he, I know he's racing, but I don't he had a pelvis injury. Yeah. So, I feel like if you if your rookie season prep is completely interrupted, that's that's a pretty bad situation going in.
2: Right. Who's the guy that maybe um is under the radar for you? Uh I I asked this the other day and Cody Shock was an answer. Um, what, what, what do you think? Who's a guy under the radar we're not talking about?
5: Yeah, uh, I'm really curious to see Derek Drake. Uh, he had this heart problem apparently his whole career, tried to get it corrected last year, it didn't work. Has had a different heart surgery, and now he's saying it worked to where uh, he, he says he was doing motos, supercross and motocross, and his heart rate was 220, 230. Yeah. Like yeah. almost, like you could die level. Uh, <laughs> and now. And, and now, supposedly, he's doing motos, and it's 170, 180, which is what it's supposed to be for other riders. And we've seen the Bar X team. I know everybody likes to laugh at RM Army, but the bikes, to me, have proven pretty capable. So if Derek Drake, who we know is talent, mm-hmm. had something holding him back, and it's fixed, the team and bike are good enough. Uh, I could see him opening some eyes, so that's that's a dark horse for me.
2: Yeah, I did not hear Drake in the mix, so that's that's uh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's an interesting mm-hmm. one to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to some phone calls here seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. The lines are actually full, so don't call right now because everyone wants to talk mm-hmm. to Y. Everyone wants to talk to Y again. But uh, yes. uh, yeah, please uh, give us a call and uh, see what you see what's on your mind. Thank you to the folks at Get Get an Athena. If you want a discount code from Get an Athena. Send us an email using a contact form on Popamex.com. Our buddy Truman will handle it for you. Two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs are selling like hotcakes. Their, uh, RP, their RPM dashboard, it, you'll see on the teams of the MXGP teams this weekend. Uh, Athena, of course, their sister company, has piston kits and cylinders and things like that. So uh, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, Get and Athena. Thank you to those guys as well. Uh, Michael's on four. Michael, what's up? What's your question, man?
4: Yeah, hey, yeah, I kind of had
1: two questions. Okay. Uh, first one, I mean, is Blue is Blue Crew? Are they taking over the world? I mean, well, they got they weed got, They got like, weeds. The championships last year, you know. They got Yank
2: too. Yeah. No. Huh. So, yeah.
1: I, I highly and recommend then, uh, you uh, kind of uh, you, you podcast fans
5: out there listen to the uh, Exhaust Pod, the My Pod on the Racetracks Podcast Network. I interviewed Jeremy Coker, who's the team manager over there. You listen to that, and you're like, yeah, no wonder it's working. There's a lot of philosophies yeah, that, over there that make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to comment about because I was going to ask if Star kind of gains a competitive advantage over some of the other factory teams just because of, you know, how free it is over there and they can kind of go whatever direction they want.
2: Well, I'll I'll say this. Their success with Dillon and, you know, their success with Tilmac and obviously the 250 program has been a powerhouse. We just has not been a good look for the old guard at Yamaha. Some of the guys that you know. You know what I mean? Um, that that we've both known in the industry. Like, this is not a good look for those guys.
5: No, because they're on the same motorcycle in the 450 class, right? Yeah. And they've they turned it around uh, right quick. And here's where it's going to start being snowball momentum for them. Uh, Coker on this podcast said straight up, he, when he approached Tomac, he's like, I can't pay you. Look how he's paying you. But Tomac signed. So we know in the 250s for sure these dudes are willing to take discounts. Like, I'm sure j was like, I don't care what the pay is. I just need to ride this bike, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if we're getting to the point where the likes of Eli freaking Tomac is taking a discount to ride there, like, then it just keeps building because now you have the best bikes, best team. You're getting the best riders for cheaper, which means you can get another rider. That that becomes hard to stop. And I think Pro Circuit was like that back in the day where riders were like, I don't care. pay yeah. me less. Yeah. I'll have to ride for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, so there you go. Michael, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, all right, let's go to one. It's Cody. Cody, what's up, man?
1: hey uh speaking of blue crew and um the chef earlier what, what was up with his comments on jmart's vlog did you see any of that like is he just fucking with you or yeah
2: he's just fucking with me i think we're I think okay we're that's fine. what i, I mean unless something happened but we, we we text and dm so i don't know
1: yeah okay that that's that's what i was thinking um hey i know you're you're regarded as a uh a dune legend but what what kind of goggle lenses would you recommend for like Sand and bright conditions and all that, like for specifically in the sand dunes.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think though anything with a mirror on it works pretty good. Like is, if it's sunny outside, right? Is it sunny in these sa- in these yeah. said sand dunes? Yeah, I go. Yes. I, I go. Any kind of mirror lens, you know, uh, those seem to work best for that, uh, from what I found. Um, that Oakley Prism lens um, that mm-hmm. that Oakley has out, I believe, hundred percent. We hundred percent has a lens like that. You've tried it, right?
5: Uh, no, I have not but uh, oh. we haven't had mountain biking weather in a month oh, okay. or so. All right. well, Still waiting.
2: Thought I thought you would have tried it. Anyways, uh yeah, any of those lenses that have a mirror on them, I think work best for those kind of conditions that I found.
1: Okay. So. so just like a regular like a regular smoke though.
2: Uh you can try that, but I think those mirror ones work a little better. Like smoke is the like, I mean, uh, you
1: know, black tint, right? Well, no, I mean like from from the inside looking out. Yes, it's dark. Like yes. Yeah. V ver, Versus just like instead of like a blue or, or amber or something like that.
2: Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. All try right, that. Cool. Let me know. Yep. Thanks, man. All right. Uh thanks for calling. Fly rates and Moto sixty show. Tyler's on three with a question about Ken Roxon that we probably can't answer, but go ahead, Tyler. What's your question? <laughs>
4: uh, I was wondering, what was the last championship he won? It was the outdoors, right?
2: uh yes it was uh 2015 15 15 16 outdoors 16. yeah yep
4: and he was on hrc uh no rch
2: suzuki. rch suzuki Uh
4: oh, sorry my, my bad had that backwards um do you uh let's say ricky carmichael has this team going or has this bike development going with triumph do you see any connection
2: I, I've I've gotten that a lot because I I was saying on the Monday show that I think Roxon and Honda are are heading for a breakup, but I do not see yeah. any world where Triumph or Beta, who's coming into, has money to pay Ken Roxon to go racing. I just I don't see any way that's possible. Weej to start, you know?
5: Yeah, I don't think so because I, uh, Triumph, from what I've heard, it's just a regular motorcycle company. It's not some rich dude you know, just spending money because he feels like it type situation. So I I can't imagine them going that big. Now, I know everybody's hearing this saying, yeah, well, Roxton sucks now and he has no value. It's just not how it works. Like Ken Roxon's not going to make 50 grand. Like someone will pay him a decent amount of money, maybe not what he's making now. So, yeah, I see what you're saying, Steve. I would think Triumph's going to try to start a little small. Right, right. uh, Unless they think that Ken has some amazing value as like an R&D Test type guy, maybe, maybe yeah. he does. He's been around.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see it, man. But um, I, I do think that if I had to guess, I mean, Weech, how important? And I think it's hell important. But I'll ask your opinion. How important is the Red Bull thing to Roxon?
5: Uh, I, I always say the energy drink thing isn't isn't quite as powerful as people think it is. Mm-hmm. The teams and the bikes are still by far the number one priority, and riders are always willing to move based on that. But um, I, I kind of feel like with Ken, he's in a situation, he's a big enough name, where he could make something work on a side, where he could keep Red Bull.
2: Well, I was thinking of going to a monster team.
5: Uh, yeah, I guess, but who's who's that going to be? There, there's Cowie and there's Star. I, right. I feel like they've got plenty of uh, Cali's Cowie's trying to find a place for Forkner next year. Forkner's still saying he's racing a 450 next year. Oh, he is? He said it on, yeah, said it said on it Tuesday in, in the press, press conference. He did? Oh, well. Yeah. So that's three guys, because Anderson has a two-year deal, unless yep. AC doesn't come back. Right. I just feel like I don't see it aligning for him. Have to go to a monster team.
2: Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I I I just think Kenny ends up at KTM because of the Red Bull thing. So that's where I think that happens. But okay. we'll see. I just figured he'd yeah. go
4: back home to where he won his last championship. But right, all you know, right,
2: I thanks, thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, 702-586-7857. Morgan's on five. Morgan, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve, a long-time Polt listener. Thank
0: you. And shout-out to Weej, That, that uh, podcast he did with Jeremy was awesome. I really enjoyed listening to that. That was really cool. My question is about the Jet. Um, he's only 18 years old. I mean, it's just a kid. I know he just won the Outdoor
1: Championship, but
0: it seems to be like a ton of pressure on this kid coming into the Supercross. Um, do you think he can handle it, or will, will he crack? Well, Weej was
2: just down in Tampa hanging with, uh, with uh, him, so go ahead, Weej
5: yeah first of all we all know jet's pretty loose so i don't think he's overthinking anything and second of all he already won what what steve and i would always argue is a tougher title to win a 24 moto championship so okay look he almost did crack bad at hangtown and almost blew it but i feel like you do that once and you get through it uh it's going to be even harder uh for him to hand it over now because he's already been through it so i think it's a huge advantage he's actually won a title already yeah, yeah, I I, 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 I think
2: he's fine, and he's won three Supercrosses, I think, in his career. So he's got yep. that check mark. He knows how to lead a Supercross and win it. Uh, Craig and Nichols are about as tough as uh, competitors as you're going to get indoors, right? So, like yeah. to me, he checks all the boxes. So yeah, he's he's 18 or whatever, but you know, I feel like he's fine. So okay, all thank right. you so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Tyler's on one. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey Steve, how you doing? Good. How are you?
4: Not too bad. Um, what's up with the March Banks interview? No interview.
2: What do you mean? I don't. Uh, what do you say? Uh,
4: I mean, he got he
0: he did good in the heat race, but we never seen the interview. What's up with that? I'm
2: like I still on, didn't say anything on TV. Yeah, we didn't see no well, interview. Okay, he got fourth. I I don't know. Uh, like. You know, I mean, they don't they don't interview everybody. Uh, he rode great. He came from dead last, the fourth. It was a good ride, and he won the heat. But um, he got fourth in the main event. So I don't know. Were you looking for an interview?
5: Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I thought uh-huh. he deserved an interview.
2: Okay. Well, I'll pass that on. Weege is uh, friends with the uh, director. Weege. I don't You'll think there's ever
5: on. time to do extra 250 interviews uh, in Supercross. Um, They're basically like, but okay. They
3: do it, 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 but they, but know, they'll do yeah. it, you know, for like Jet or – you know,
2: another guy. Yeah, which I do feel I they have—they have cut the jet or somebody in a strange time. But they don't always do it, Tyler. They just didn't have time. It's time constraints, right? So, you know. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Wow, oh, very angry. Um, Clay's on too. Clay, what's up, man? How are you?
4: Good. How are you? Um, sorry to get off the topic of racing here, but uh, I'm coming off a pretty bad broken leg. Um, And I was actually wondering if you had any like inside tips on uh, what guys do to for like extra support in the ankle, like because I don't think I can get my leg in my Tech Tens now, so I ordered a uh, set of Tech Mm Sevens. And uh, so like when these guys are riding with injuries, I mean, do you have any like inside tips? I've heard guys. Well, I've heard. heard,
2: Yeah, I've heard guys having a bigger size boot for one leg or one foot, you know, um, because they wrapped it or whatever. But that's probably something that you can't really do. Um, right. I would think the ten would be the best for the extra support because of the ankle booty and the way that the ten is made. But if you can't get it in, then a seven. You know, the seven will be good, but the seven gets um, broken in easier than a ten, so that's a bad thing. Right. You know, but if you can't fit a ten, then I guess you're kind of effed.
4: So. Yeah. See, like when I bought my tech tens last time, I you know I had I have a wider foot, yeah. and I had it took time to actually be able to get in and out of them and. They actually feel comfortable, but, you know, I went ahead and bought the 7s because I knew how tough it would be to break in a new set of Tech 10s, but obviously average guys don't, you know, we can't buy two sets of boots and then wear one on, you know. Right,
2: right. Yeah, I have a wider uh, foot too, and that's why I I wear the 7s, because I have a wider foot, and I like the 7s better than the 10s for width.
4: Yeah. So so you'll enjoy
2: that part of it, but for your support for your broken leg, anytime you got an ankle problem or a leg problem, the Tech 10s do offer more support. They're stiffer. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh all right. Next we got uh Carlos on four. Carlos, what's up, man? You got a question about riders switching teams?
1: So guys, yeah, I've got two things for you, man. So first question is, you know, obviously you've got Tomac, Mookie, and Anderson switching teams that benefited greatly from it. Do you think this is it's gonna be like a new thing where riders are gonna look into that, you know, if they're having issues in their career just to kind of lengthen their career and and improve it, just a change of scenery, yep. different teams, things like
2: that? I do think that. I think I think guys are going to look at Anderson and Tomac, who switched to different bikes, but Tomac obviously was in a bit of a rut at Cowie. And so if you look at Adam Cine Cirillo or Roxon, Weege, perfect examples where they're like, you know what? Those two guys got better switching bikes. And it's not even the bike. It's just everything involved in it. I think, Weege, we see more of this.
5: Yeah, it's amazing how it can go both directions, right? There's probably a time where people are going to say, well, you don't realize, you know, a year or two, you've got to learn the team. you got to learn the bike. You need three or four years. People don't realize how long it takes to really learn each other and really learn the process. You'll hear that for a while. Now it's going to flip the other way. And, uh, you know, I think Cooper Webb's deal's is even up, I think. Yep. So, yeah, I think all of a sudden the appetite to, oh, if I just tried something different, I would be better. Has to be significantly different than it was uh, seven weeks ago.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. So I do think you'll see more of that, Carlos. You know. Hey, one more,
1: one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. What's, uh, what's it like, man? To, to be like your heroes growing up. You know, like '80s rock stars. You know, uh, selling venues. You know, selling out venues across mm. The,
4: mm. the country.
1: Working with, working with major entertainment companies. Living in a mansion you know yeah. people asking for pictures i mean i mean hot yeah, you talk about how do you handle the wealth it, and, and the fame how do you handle
2: it, Can it, you, it walk us through that? I, you know what i i put my pants on the same as you carlos every single day but then <laughs> i get into my ferrari you know so um uh no man it's it's awesome it's great to have uh support of pulp fans uh you know we sold out this inbound brewery this weekend but it's not exactly a giant stadium, Carlos, you know, so it's I wouldn't... Uh, hey, you're you're going to have Denver you, all to yourself. <laughs> no, I, I don't think fans are going to be able to watch it, the, the LCQ race, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. But, hey, Carlos, because uh, you're a good spirit, do you want a pair of FMF goggles or a fly racing uh, podium stand?
4: Oh, dude, I'll go for that. Oh, That's quite... I'll go for the goggles, man. I'll appreciate
2: it. Okay. All right. Stay on hold. All right. We'll get you the goggles. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. That's Carlos. He wins it. Uh, Wigan on the phone here. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, Get, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis, and Plum Creek Funding all on board with us. Yeah, Weege, I think we see some uh, silly season stuff because the guys are going to be like, look at, look at Tomac, He's better than he was on a Cowie. And look at Anderson, who, who's better than he was on a Cowie. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, I think it's... It's what we're gonna see.
5: Yeah, and what that affects is you know it's so early in the year. Like we are in mid February right now, right? But we know that a lot of these big deals they usually come down in May, so it's not that far away. A, but B, how long do guys stay the course when they're struggling? How quickly do they start looking and being like, ah, this isn't working. I'm just wait till next year, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, how long does their heart stay in it while they're struggling uh, or having problems or you know I don't know how you classify AC? You just hurt. But, um, but I don't know. Do you even, yeah, I tend to wander.
2: Yeah. Do you even feel like, um, do you even feel like Adam would be like, you know what? Ridden Cali my whole life. won him all these championships and amateurs and won him the pro title, but I keep getting hurt. It's maybe just time for a change. I love Cali and I love, but I just need a change.
5: Yeah, like I said, it just becomes yep. a theme, just yep. like, and I'm sure you've heard a million times, you know, the other way around, we're like, oh, no, it takes a long time to really learn a bike and a team, and, and the longer you're there, the better. You know, we've heard it go both ways, but uh, well, is it, perception is reality, and right now, the perception is the change of scenery is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yep. right? It's, it's amazing, so, yep. um, y- yeah.
5: And Mookie, by the way, is riding good these last two races, uh, but three races ago, I heard he was yelling at the team about the bike, so... It's not all as rosy as you think all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
5: it looks good right now.
2: Yep, yep. absolutely. And but we're only mid-February <laughs> too. It's a long, long way to go. So,
5: but, but I have people telling me I'm like, oh man, how about Mark? He's KTM star right now. I'm like, we're only four weeks away from him going from first to tenth in a race. Yeah, like, Yep. It's incredible how quickly people react to one or two things.
2: Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, a couple things more for V D East before we bring JT on, Jason Weigand on, Max Voland. Uh, you know. Briefly in the Nationals, he showed a little bit uh, of, of, uh, of speed and everything you kind of need to be a star. Um, and then at times it wasn't good. And in Supercross, rough start, but then kind of got better. But then what happened is what we all were fearing of, not enough experience, not enough time, and he got hurt. What do you see from Max Voland for year two?
5: Well, what I'm really worried about is that bike was so late um, in coming uh, and okay maybe we even extrapolate a little bit the 450 guys are obviously having their issues dialing in this new bike but they had the 450 way before the 250 and I think they've got like a you know it's hard to get parts made or hard to get them shipped the, the combination of the bike being new and the general supply chain issues that we have in general um, so I think they're all behind the eight ball a little bit on that bike it didn't even occur to me that oh yeah Swole is actually riding it because you know Swole wasn't in the first two races he got hurt immediately um, and RJ, because RJ's brutally honest, <laughs> said the bike has really been a problem. And now they've got it figured out, he thinks. But it was really tough at first. After Max Boland, maybe you don't even know all this. Maybe you don't even know about testing. Yeah, maybe you're yeah. so new you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a big obstacle they're overcoming. That bike was super late in uh, showing up and getting a race motor built. So that's not going to help. Um, and he only has done, what, three races? If you really think about it, yeah. in Supercross? Yeah. He's practically a rookie. So. I'm going to kind of temper expectations right now um, and not be, you know, if he's out there and he's not doing great, I don't want to be like, what's wrong with this guy? Right. I think there's some reasons. It's going to take a while.
2: I feel like five to ten is what I think will be fine. No problem. Five to ten.
5: I agree. Yeah. I agree. But don't you also think that if he's five to ten all year, you're going to start hearing people say, like, why is he on the factory team?
2: Yeah. He's not showing me anything. Yeah. Yeah yeah hard you, to block that noise out you already get that now, right why is he on the fa- why is this guy on the factory team and why is that guy on the factory team Give and Cody else?
5: shock his bike that yeah
2: kind of thing. yeah yeah exactly right yeah no yeah. yeah we'll we'll probably hear that for sure uh what's your picks for the weekend for this race wege what do you what are you thinking
5: uh I'm still going to go jet on top uh there's just too much too much aligning there um and I, I don't, like, Forkner, do we have any feel for this? Do we have any idea? You know, I, you did I talk, a little yeah. flying to the Test Track thing early in the year. Some people said his name, right?
2: Yeah, you know, well, I talked to somebody that would know him fairly well a couple of weeks ago, and they said that they heard yeah. he, he wasn't 100% yet, that he was still not 100% coming in. So I'm like, oh, really? Okay. okay. So, I, you know, from his preseason crash there where he crashed with McAdoo in the same day.
5: So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So setbacks for him and McAdoo. Uh, I guess J Mark's okay by now. I mean he J Mark said, you know, recovering from all those arm injuries that they had last year took a while. Um uh, but it's East, so I guess he's had that was off season and had long enough. I don't know. I'll put J Mark on the podium. Yeah. Thank God for him if he actually can get this done. Right,
2: right. And just right. get
5: through it without a disaster. Um I don't know, Stack Stackfield, who's left? Hampshire? Who's left?
2: Yeah, uh, Hampshire is left. Uh, the, the chef is there, I think, in the mix. I think the chef will be good. But, yeah, I like I like uh, like um, one of those veteran guys to grab it, McAdoo.
5: Yeah, I've, I know McAdoo was on your show on Monday. I was listening. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't too big of a setback? No. it sound like? No. No, okay. doesn't sound like. No. All right. Yep. So maybe he's okay. I just have no feel for for Fortner. Like, Fortner could win. Or maybe Fortner's not there yet. I don't know. That's that's the one I'm really struggling to place the, the window for Forkner over the last 18 months um, has been not able to get top 10 outdoors, but also beating Fernandez straight up for Supercross wins. This is all in the last 18 months. So I have no feel for yeah. Forkner at all.
2: I don't see how he goes 450 next year, by the way. I don't see that. Either. I, I, I don't know. I know all these yeah. guys say it. They all say it. It's my last year. Jay Mart said it. Christoph Porcella said it. The tons of 250 riders have said that over the years is I'm not, I won't be here, and then they, they stay there. That's oh,
5: what happens? Yeah, we've got what we've got: Nichols, Cooper, uh, Craig, Jmart, Forkner, all moving up according yeah. to themselves. Yes, according, according to themselves.
2: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I don't see it. I don't see that working for every every one of those guys. You know? No, no. So, um, all right, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in Moto Sixty Show. We will see you at the live show uh, Friday night, and bring your best stuff, man. Bring it.
5: Yeah, I will prepare four minutes in advance. Are you going to press day at the track, 1 o'clock tomorrow, uh, to catch the fever? I am. Yeah, I'll be there. You said you would. Okay, yeah. I'll see you there. Yeah, I'll be at press
2: day. All right, thanks. Sounds good. Thanks, right. Weech. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Fly Racing, guys. Flyracing.com, uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, when it comes to Fly Racing, uh, guys like Justin Brayton are in Fly Racing. That's all you need to know. Maxis Tires, the SGB Maxis guys, on board with Cade Clayson, making main events. Now, A-Ray is coming back. Um, he's wrist rested his wrist a little bit. A-Ray will be back this weekend as well. Max's SGB Honda team, great tires. Mountain bike tires are great. Uh, Jeremy McGrath developed that MXST, so you know that that thing's pretty good, Like truck tires. And also, Plum Creek Funding. If you're in Colorado, Nevada, California, reach out to Zach Morris, 720 212 Four six eight five. If you're looking to purchase a home this year, whether you're a first-time buyer or whether you're an investor, uh, if you already own a home, if you're looking to pull the cash out, lower your rate, whatever it is, when it comes to home loans, uh, Zach at Plum Creek Funding will dial you in. He's been a professional with 25 years of experience. Uh, again, 720-212-4685, Plum Creek Funding. Thank you to Get, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, all on board with us. And, uh, and Jason Thomas, JT, big weekend for you. Uh, MXGP kickoff also on Sunday.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, you know, they're missing two of their biggest stars in uh, Jeffrey Hurling and Roman Febra. But uh, I think it'll still be fun. You know, the weather's going to be the big variable going into Matterly, which is pretty much always the case. But anytime you have a race in the U.K. in February, uh, you're pretty much asking for trouble. So I am expecting pretty nasty weather and, uh, yeah, not the most visually stimulating race you've ever seen, but uh, more racing is always better. I think the Hoff will pull it out, all muddy and sloppy. Really? You know? Yeah. No, Yeah, I, I don't. Just pull out I, one I'll of those take, rides. I'll take Geyser.
2: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, hey, uh, Jet is a favorite, right? Weege and I both yeah. agree Jet is a favorite for this?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to argue again.
2: Right. Okay. Um, but if there's a guy who can upset him, do you have somebody – like, I kind of have – if I if I were to – you know, I put the odds, I put Jet as a favorite, then I would really put Forkner, J-Mart, uh, probably next, even odds, and then maybe Hampshire slightly below those guys with McAdoo. Is that what you'd have, or do you have the other – do you have a, a clear second ranking for this?
0: Yeah, I have J-Mart a clear two. Oh, okay. Um, if we were two years ago, three years ago, then Forkner's conversation is, is much different. But I, I really haven't seen Forkner in the last year – ride to the level where I'm I'm happy to say, yeah, yeah, he's he's a clear, mm-hmm. you know, podium favorite. Like, I think he can. If he won the race, I wouldn't, like, freak out. Yeah. But the the Austin Forkner we saw last year was certainly not a shoe-in for a podium this weekend.
2: Yeah, he was kind of – it was a rough start. He only rode three races, I think, before he got hurt. But,
0: yeah, it wasn't – even outdoors, too, right? Yeah. I'm talking like, the, the, you know, when you look at a season as a whole, it's been a while since we've seen that Austin Forkner versus the one we saw last year.
2: yeah. Yeah, Uh, J-Mark, great bike, right? Lots of experience, so he's right there. RJ, RJ's got to clean up mistakes, man. Uh, But guess what? It's year six of RJ has to clean up mistakes.
0: Yeah, and RJ can win any race he lines up for. I truly believe that. Um, But just like you said, you know, he's his own worst enemy. You know, I I think being fair, I think Jet is faster than him. I I really do think that will bear out. And uh, I think Jet is entering a period where he's going to really kind of blossom. In his pro career, but I still think that jet, that RJ can win. Um, you know, jets not going to be perfect. He's not going to get the start every single time. He's still only 18 years old. So I think he'll have moments where the door is open and RJ could walk through that door. It's just going to be the same old story. Just like you said, RJ has not been able to figure out how to put, and I'm not even talking 24 motos. I'm talking seven or eight, nine rounds you know, at fifteen minutes per clip together in a fashion that could put him in threat to win a championship. Yep. It's not speed, it's not talent, it's not equipment, it's RJ being on the limit and being able to not have a critical mistake while he's on that limit.
2: So Weige I said I asked Weege to give me a, a guy that no one's really talking about that he's interested mm-hmm. in. And I don't even mean for the win or anything, but just a guy in this series in the two of the East series. He threw out Derek Drake. Um what um what somebody that nobody's talking about that you think could be I
0: would go not to do Okay. I, I, I like Matthew. I think he's had a really quiet off season, which is typically good. You know, I think he learned a lot last year about what it takes to be at the front and what, you know, championship pressure is like. And, I mean, we all saw the spectacular crashes that he suffered through last year. But I, I just think he took a huge step forward as far as his ability to run at the front. You know, the next step would be kind of the same thing that RJ is dealing with is how do you stay there consistently without being too far over the line all the time. Because I think anybody that was watching would argue that McAdoo was over the line way too much and ended up biting him. It could have been a lot worse. And, uh, you know, I, I am a McAdoo fan. I'll be right up front with that. But even for me, at certain points last year, I was like, man, like this is going to end poorly if you don't clean this up. So that's what I'm looking for is if he's been able to take the next step, which is right at the limit be there every single weekend, challenge for wins, but not flip down the straightaway and end up on the you know on USA Today's front page website.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah that's that's the that's the um the conundrum for, for Cameron McAdoo.
0: And that's for a lot of guys, right? We we've seen it over the it's not just McAdoo, it's it's a lot of guys that take that step and then they want to win every weekend and they have the ability to, but to get there they have to push way too far, and it's few and far between guys that can, that can be there and not be over them, and I think that's where Jet is. I really believe that's the difference that Jet will have, is he's going to be able to win and not be way past his comfort zone and be able to ride 16 minutes somewhat comfortable with these other guys, if they want to go with Jet, it's going to be similar to what we saw from Hunter last weekend where they're really going to have to take some risk to get there. And if you're taking risk like that week in and week out, it generally will, you know, it's going to bite you at some point. Right.
2: All right. We got some questions here. Uh, First up, it is uh, Cody on one. Cody, what's up, man?
1: Hey, gentlemen. Thank y'all. Again, a privilege to talk to y'all. Thanks. Hope y'all are doing well. Hey, man. Um, Yeah, uh, I called a couple weeks ago about uh, the sentiment of AC really probably should leave kawasaki try something different i'm just glad to hear that's gaining steam people are talking about it more Uh, my question for you gentlemen is with freezy Um, i know there's been a lot of talk but when is enough enough i mean this guy is is making poor decisions that i personally don't really see a professional person doing when they're putting that many people at danger i mean christian craig lucked out but that could have been really, really bad. What boys it boils down to is, is it going to take someone getting really hurt, like Christian Craig had mentioned in a previous interview, for them to really do something about it. I'd love to give the guy the benefit of the doubt that, oh, now Freezy's got all this attention on him. Maybe he's going to start thinking more clearly or maybe, you know, saying, hey, maybe I shouldn't do this. But I think JT and I both could agree that that ain't happened, man. It's been so well, long, okay, but
2: it. I would say he, the AMA, told me they have no complaints on record since 2019, like official, like call him into the trailer, and you know, talk to him about an incident. So, you yeah, know, I, h- how is how can you do that to somebody for that? That's all but, I'm saying.
0: So, so they're contending that he hasn't had any run-ins in two years because I, I if I if I need to, I can go find some. For me, it's it's a problem when you are saying it has to be an official complaint because. But if Cody Cody is saying, Cody is saying, can they
2: do something to freeze? I don't think they can.
0: No, they're they're not going to do anything. Though they're not. Right. If if you're only going to put them on probation for that move, then to me, and this is just my opinion, that's a pretty clear signal that they're not ready to make any. You know, it's not like they're on the edge of doing something drastic. Right. To me, they're like they're like DEFCON five. Like they're or one or whatever however way it goes up or down. They're like at the calmest stage yep. with Vince Friese because that was a pretty egregious move. Somebody almost got hurt and they're like, Yeah, how's probation? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so that's all Cody. I mean, if he was
1: a privateer or, you know, not on a, a decent team, would he would they treat him different if he had this history that J T was alluding to? No, I
0: don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't I don't think they're giving any preferential treatment to you know, Smart Top, Bullfrog Spot. I don't, I don't think they view that team as factory Honda, you know, the same way. So I, I think Sure. looking at it, they don't see enough over the last couple of years to do anything about it, so they're not. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Cody. Thanks for the call, man. I don't agree with that, thanks. by the way. Uh, I'm, I've been pretty outspoken. I don't agree with their take on it. Right. But it's, you know, it's their call to make.
2: No, I was in the trailer talking to J-Bone and Pelletier last weekend, and I said, I, th- I can't believe you guys didn't find them. I cannot believe you guys yeah. didn't find them. And they said, well, we have no complaints. So how can we go to to the next stage of punishment without a complaint? And I go, ah, I still would have done it. So, uh, you know, that's...
0: Again, my problem there is that they're saying official complaint. Like, I got into it all the time with him. I didn't go whine to AMA about it. Like, I knew they weren't going to do anything. Like, I finally did because I had to because we were brawling in the parking lot. But before Uh, then, I mean, like, he took March Banks out at Oakland. I don't think March Banks went and filed a complaint. You know what I mean? So... if that's what it takes, then every time somebody, he runs into somebody, then we need to go file some, or I, not me, I'm i am out of it, but they need to go file some complaints if that's what's going to be the demarcation line.
2: Uh, all right, Steve, what's up? You got a GP question?
0: Yeah, I got a GP question,
2: and
3: then also another one about your Denver kind of LCQ dash for the yep. cash, so whatever one you guys want first. Uh, do GPs. Uh, so with Hurlings and Sebra
2: being out, who are your favorites kind of going into it? You see kinda of geyser just kinda of running
0: away with it to start the year?
2: I think Prado and Geyser are one two most of the time. Sewer's probably all right right there, I think. But what do you think, JT?
0: Yeah, it really depends on which uh Jorge Prado we get. You know, the the guy that came in and was ready to win uh his his you know, the first season there, or the one that came and injured last year and wasn't really able to fight with the guys at the front. You know, the starts were there but then he would kinda of get pushed backwards. I'm hoping it's the former because I think that's the true, you know, Prado and I'm kind of, that's what I'm expecting. But if we don't, I fear it's going to be a runaway because we, I think we know what we're going to get from guys He's going to be on similar equipment. He's on championship form. And you know, he's looking at the series with those two guys out thinking, man, this is my chance to really dominate. Like I just, you know, if I can get a few wins in early, it could be a really easy next seven months. So, watch for that. But um, I truly don't believe anybody else has what it takes to give Geiser a a run all the way through the year. Can they have good days? Yes. Can they battle at certain times? Yes. But over the course of a whole season, if it's not Prado, I I just don't see it. I think it's it's Geiser's to win. But when Prado got a bit healthy, JT,
2: he was right in the mix, winning stuff, winning motos, and all that. You know? Yeah, so, but like...
0: it was really it was really hit and miss. I mean, it. it it wasn't to me the same, it wasn't the same guy. Um, the guy that I'm expecting or would like to see is the guy that gets the whole shot. And he just goes for it at the beginning. He's fearless. He's not worried about anybody. He's certainly not concerned with his fitness, um, which was an issue at times last year. I know he was dealing with uh, still lingering COVID effects. He, he says. Uh, so I think if he's a hundred percent, yes. But I, until I see it, I don't know. I don't know if he's back to that guy. It's just time will tell.
2: Uh, all right, what's your next question?
3: And then about the GPS. What about um, like the star guy or the Coltenhoff uh, or Sewer are struggling? Do they reach out to the star guys at
0: all? You think, JT? Maybe you know. I mean, they certainly did in the two hundred and fifty. They they are running um, the star engine package on the uh, MX two at least. At least uh, Geertz has been. And it, it's pretty hush hush. Like they've never come out and publicly said that, but I have it on pretty good authority that Geertz has been running that package. So it wouldn't shock me. Uh, but at the same time, if you really watch those final few rounds, especially like Trentino, the Yamaha guys really got it together. Uh, both Coldenhoff and Sewer were kind of finally on form. And that's going to be the question can they carry that from, you know, last November into, into February? You know, what, what was the change? Was it them? Was it the bike? Uh, and can they bring that same level? Because that's what it's going to take. Geister's going to be ready. He knows how to win. I don't think he really fears those other two. Those other two guys at all over the course of the season. And I think he's going to go to the line every single moto, thinking he's going to win. Which is, uh, yeah, it's tough to compete against that level of confidence.
2: All right, there you go, Steve. What else for the Denver thing?
3: And then you were talking uh, Monday night about having crazy yeah. kind of ride around the Sharks. Oh, end.
2: I was kidding. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I know, but I, w- I was gonna kind of add to it. What if uh, every takeout he gets, uh, like a thousand dollars out of the purse? <laughs> but if he cleans out the whole moto, he gets the whole pot.
2: JT, I said I'll just have Freeze riding around the infield, randomly torpedoing dudes. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think like, Feld would uh, like that, though. Yeah.
0: Like like Royal Rumble. Where yeah. Guys are just roaming and they just start yeah. grabbing people like DDT. Yeah.
2: You know, like, like 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 the guys that come running out of the tunnel. With a chair. What is that? Uh, a, there's like a football of something
0: where you just like point at the guy and then you just run into each other. Yeah. You just do <laughs> yeah. that with guys. I
2: like that. Uh, thanks, yeah. Steve. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, we have uh, a few more questions here. Uh, Tyler's on one. Tyler, go ahead. You got a question about the test tracks?
1: Yes. Yeah, so with Kenny and KTM, those guys show with bike setup. And even you can vouch because you are a mechanic and JT being a former rider, do they ever practice in rough conditions to help you know eliminate these problems throughout the season, or is that too much of a liability?
2: No, um, they try to do it more outdoors right outdoors, they leave the track rough uh supercar stuff, I think they do that. I think they do leave it rough sometimes and try to do it, but uh certainly not maybe as much as um as a supercross track breaks down, which is pretty gnarly. If you go walk the track at the end of a twenty minute main event it it's bad. So I don't think they would practice it that bad, JT.
0: Yeah, I think there's a fine line, right? It's, um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think they're trying to leave Supercross tracks rough, but at the end of a main event, they are really, really rough. Uh, I think they try to fix as much as they can, but always, always with Supercross, time is the enemy. It's always the number one thing. Well, He, he was talking more of Test
2: Tracks, Test Tracks, even oh, the Test Tracks. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: sorry, I'm um, sorry.
2: Even Test Tracks rough. You know
0: what? Honestly, the Test Tracks in California, they don't get rough either way. Like, they're so hard-packed. They don't really roughen up the tracks in Florida. It's really not as rough as just the ruts and all the corners. And you have to really be careful because the last thing you want somebody to do is hurt themselves doing their practice motos. So I think there is a balance there too, as like having some ruts in the corners. But when it gets to the point where guys are getting super sketchy, it doesn't matter how prepared you are. If you go over the bars and hurt yourself at the practice track, that's not gaining anything. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of experience with that because Timmy and I would be working on the track in between our motos a lot of times. And so it kind of got rough whether we wanted it to or not. I did think it helped though, late in the main events, especially as you go East, if you're used to a deteriorating track, you're used to jumping rhythm sections through pretty nasty ruts. When you get in that, in that mode where you're just reacting, it doesn't seem as foreign, right? You get some muscle memory and, and you're not sketched out as quickly um so there could be something to that, especially the guys that are training on the east coast, they may have a little bit more experience with it.
2: Uh good question though, Tyler. You wanna fly race in uh, stand? Sure, why not? All right, I like that question. All right, stay on hold, all right, we'll get it to you. Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Uh Ryan's on four question for J T. Ryan, what's going on? What's your question for uh for Jason Thomas?
3: Hey guys, what's going on? Uh question not really a question. I was gonna call in Monday and ask you know about it actually, but ran out of time and uh but anyways, like, I know he himself has mentioned uh, more of, like, the mental side, how he struggles with, you know, anxiety and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, dude, we're our Supercross fans are just brutal. Like, um, shoot, we, you know, they're on a professional level, right? So um, 17 rounds for the 450 guys, that's a lot to handle with traveling and, and just the whole deal. So... Uh, JT, can you just kind of talk about, you know, how many races do you guys think they go through, where they're, you know, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you feel like shit.
2: How tough it is, yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm a junior level rider, and shoot, you just have off days where you're like, man, I suck, and then obviously
0: you have days where you feel great. Yeah, I mean that's that's normal part of life, right? But I think you know, part of being a professional, and you know, you have to develop the ability to overcome adversity. And, you know, there, there are tracks that you don't like. There are some days you just, you know, quote unquote, not feeling it. Um, maybe something's going on in your personal life. That's always, you know, maybe you're fighting with your spouse. Like there's all kinds of other things outside of racing that are going on that can negatively affect you on race day. But I think the best guys have always found a way to completely silence all of that when it's time to go racing. And, there's a ton of like books out there and like, you know, baseball players and all these champions talk about it a lot where they, when it's time to go onto the field or onto the track or whatever, like all of that other stuff is going to have to wait. Like that's all pushed to the side and I'll worry about that. And I'll think about that in 20 minutes plus a lap, because right now this is all that matters. And this is the most important thing that's going on in my life. And I don't think everybody can do it. I think some people are better at it than others. Um, you know, Jeff Emig used to talk about it all the time. He would say engaging the mechanism, which is from a movie, a baseball movie. But that's what he would always try to do is like, okay, I'm walking in right now and everything else that's just pure noise is out for right now. Like, I'll come back to it. That's fine. But for right now, I am in this mode and in this zone. And I think that's what you have to really focus on if some of that stuff is going on. It's easier It's easier said than done for sure. But I think that has to be the goal is, is you know, to completely focus on what you're doing at the time.
3: Right, right on. Uh, I think you could even kind of put that to Anderson's ride last weekend. I mean, yeah, sketchy a couple of times, but he pushed through and, you know, made it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, uh, it, it's just, you know, can you overcome adversity or not? Like, when guys crash, have big get-offs in practice. You see at times some guys can't come back from it. They just get off for the day, and they're out. Like, as far as, like, being ultra-competitive that day, they just cannot – regain their confidence and then other guys you see them like bounce back they shake it off and then they go win the race right it's just everybody's different and everybody's ability to you know believe in themselves and say oh, whatever it doesn't you know didn't even happen and and go right back to their top form it, it's just not everybody can do it yeah. you know it, everybody's a little bit different thanks for the call man yeah. appreciate hey, it thank hey,
3: you one more quick one more quick thing real quick hey uh i've been playing pulp fantasy for like i don't know four years now mm-hmm. and uh i got seventh at phoenix Okay. And shoot, I was like 44th overall nice. in, the, in the series. Good work. And then uh, next weekend, absolutely horrible. Went back to like 300. Like, it's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's the game takes some skill and some thought, but other times oh, yeah. it takes no skill and no thought. Like, other exactly. times you just get lucky. So, eyes and lows. Yeah. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for playing Pulp Mex Fantasy. Uh, Fly, Race, and Moto 60 Show. Plum Creek funding. Maxis. Pro Taper. Get. F M F Vision, all on board with us. All right, JT, who's winning this weekend?
0: I think uh, I think Tomac wins. Um, you know, he's been so great lately, and then I think you factor in his ability to really ramp up the intensity when the dirt gets a little bit softer. Those two things are really going to be tough to beat. Um, the form he's on plus dirt, where we just know how lethal he is. Uh, I think I'll take Tomac and, and be pretty confident about it.
2: And and the, and the
0: jet. Yeah, um, the Jets. Uh, the Jets, my favorite, no matter what. If if he crashes or something stupid, fine, right. I'll take him off. But uh, it would be really hard to talk me out of it here on Thursday.
2: Are you uh, where are you at with this day program? This seems a little earlier. We each thought that. I love it. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm all in. I'm all in. I think uh, it is a little early for practice. You know, practice first practice untimed kicks off at eight thirty in the morning. But I'm an early riser anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you know when you have a, a dome like that where it doesn't matter if it's day or night then you can turn the lights off and still get kind of the same effect. So um, I don't think I would trade it every single time because, like, Anaheim at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, racing doesn't seem great. Mm -hmm. But in the right environment at the right stadiums, I think it's pretty cool.
2: Right. Uh, Definitely going to be interesting to see for sure. We'll be indoors for this one, thankfully. we got a live show, so be ready to to watch the Pony and Adam Cincirillo and Phil Nicoletti as guests. So be ready. Bring your best stuff, please. Me?
0: Yeah, you. I don't have another version.
2: Okay. All right. That's it. You just, you just do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. All right. See you. Thanks. That's Fly Racing Moto 60 show, flyracing.com, and the folks at FMF Vision and Plum Creek Funding and Maxis and Pro Taper and Get Jet Lawrence, the big, uh, the big talk from all of us, quote unquote, experts for 250 Supercross East. Kicking off, though. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Day Race, Minneapolis, Publix Live Show. Then a day race. Super cost. Wow. What a night. Thanks for listening. Tits, fantastic work. RIP to the pony. See you next week.